Time for us to check in as well with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Morning, Simi. Should I ask? Oh, yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> How bad is it? Well, there's a staggering amount of snow here. Uh, Victorians will say, well, it's not as bad as the great blizzard of 96. And Victorians say that in a way that suggests 1896, but it was 1996. And we got, I don't know, four and a half feet of snow or something. You know, I saw <laughs> something quite. last night, though. It's cold as well. I saw something last night that I've never seen before. So we have a hummingbird feeder, as many people do, and of course you keep it full right now and check that it's not freezing. Hummingbirds, as you know, are incredibly territorial. One hummingbird goes to the feeder, it'll chase away any other hummingbirds. Last night, something I've never seen, as the sun went down, there are four hummingbirds simultaneously feeding on our feeder. And I thought, like... These little birds are, well, when you have to eat your entire body weight every 24 hours or whatever it is, of course you protect your territory. I thought it must be really bad out there for the hummingbirds if they're overcoming that. So fingers crossed. I hope they made it through the night. Uh, We'll have the feeder out this morning, but uh, it's bad. Listen, if hummingbirds can learn to share, uh, perhaps that's a message for the rest of us in learning how to work together when the weather is like this, or just in general, perhaps. No, that's a good point. Backs to the wall, and uh, the basic territorial instinct of hummingbirds is overcome. I mean, they were just there feeding frantically and shivering, and, uh, you know, you're sort of wringing your hands. They're lovely little birds. So they all flew off. I hope they found a warm place to shelter overnight and I hope we see them again today. I hope the same for so many people out there. Maybe stay home and shelter if you can. Uh, It is very messy out there. Let's talk some politics too this morning though because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, so the Premier's office has been asked for a little while about severance. So when you go from one Premier to another, you get changes in the Premier's office and at the top of government. And so how much did the EB government pay out in severance? They released the numbers yesterday, $1.3 million in severance payout uh, going from one NDP Premier to another. So, you know, they're all friends and they get along, but... A new premier comes in, he wants his own team in place, he puts it in place, he unloads key appointees from the previous premier and pays them severance. Huh, okay, so what kind of severance? What are we talking about here? Big. Uh, So the head of the public service, Lori Wanamaker, uh, got almost $600,000. Now, she's been in the public service almost 30 years under NDP and liberal government. So, you know, that's within the, there's, there's a formula, but that's within the formula. A bit of an eyebrows raiser, Jeff Meggs, he came in as John Horgan's chief of staff, uh, did it for five years, uh, fired by EB, he gets $340,000. Don Zadravec, dumped as deputy minister of communications, making way for an EB appointee, Marie Delamatia, Zadravec earns a footnote. He has the distinction of being fired from a senior communications job by the B.C. Liberals as well. He was working under the NDP in the public service when Gordon Campbell took office, and he fired Zadravec as well. So uh, there you go. Um, Unexplained. This one, I think the government has some explaining to do. So Amber Hawken, she was deputy chief of staff under Horgan. And on the 25th of October... EB announced she was staying on as Deputy Chief of Staff. And then, 
On November the 18th, so a couple of weeks later, three weeks later, she resigns. At least that's what she said in her letter to staff. She said, I have decided to move on to another chapter in my life. She does it on the day E.B. is sworn in as premier. So E.B. kept her on, and then to read her own note, she resigned. Well, when you resign your job and move on to the next phase of your life, you don't get severance, except she did. And no small amount, $190,000. So that one is a real eyebrow raiser, and I think, as I said, the government has some explaining to do with why you pay severance to somebody who said they were moving on after they accepted the job you offered them. Yeah. You know what? If I quit my job, I don't get severance. Yeah, No, I, I mean, that's that's the way it works. If you're fired, uh, you know, for <laughs> not anything other than gross misconduct, you get severance. There's formulas written in. They've been upheld by the courts. It's usually, you know, max out at 18 months. And, you know, I, you can argue that why didn't E.B. keep on the head of communications who served well under Horgan, but he didn't, and he paid him a severance. So on the guy goes. Uh, you're, getting, you're changing the head of the public service? Well, hmm. uh, that person, Wanamaker, Lori Wanamaker, has been there for, in government for a long, long time, and she is a career public servant. And if she's fired, uh, she's entitled to severance. So I don't really argue with that. The liberals did come out and grumble about all this uh, semi yesterday and, and raised some good questions about it. But I'll have to point out that when Christy Clark took over from Gordon Campbell, so that was liberal to liberal, mm-hmm. this is a NDP to NDP transition, Clark uh, did more than this uh, 10 years ago. $2.5 million payout in severance. She dumped more people uh, from Campbell's government than did uh, David Eby dump people from John Horgan's government. So when the Liberals were out complaining yesterday, uh, you want to check the files. Uh, back when Christy Clark did that, $2.5 million, uh, her deputy premier came forward to defend it as necessary. Uh, new government to want your own team in place, have to pay severance when people are fired. And the guy saying all that was a guy named Kevin Falcon. <laughs> it's interesting that you mentioned the, you know, the firing of people as the Minister of Communication, Deputy Minister of Communications and, and those positions, because I would say there have been some uh, bumpy issues when it comes to the communication issues moving into the EB government. Uh, yes, there have. I mean, if uh, if the idea was to uh, clean up government communications and make it better, I would I would say the jury is still out on that. Now it's a new government, and uh, the transition has been bumpy, and part of the communications problem has been caused by E.B. himself, who has turned out to be somewhat flexible about what he tells us and what he doesn't tell us. So uh, we'll wait and see how it goes in the new year. Mm-hmm. But again, the woman that uh, the woman that E.B. installed as head of communications, Marie de la Mafia, she worked for John Horgan as well. Um, in fact, uh, in the 2017 election, she sort of earns a footnote as well, Simi. She was known as the John Whisperer because she was the <laughs> member of Horgan's campaign team whose job it was to manage John Horgan's anger. And uh, she did a hell of a job because Horgan kept his famous temper under control through that election, mostly. And uh, again, she served Horgan well. So uh, and then she's now she's serving Eby. And so we'll see how she does. As I said, there have been some 
early glitches on communications, right. I agree, but I think that's mostly Eby's fault, not necessarily Marie's. Okay, and also calendar for next year's ledge sitting? Hey, we get the legislature calendar. It gets posted every year at this time, tells when the House is scheduled to sit in the spring. And then looking at it yesterday, wait a minute. The legislature is adjourning early in the spring. It's adjourning May the 11th. So last year it went till June. Usually the House sits till the end of May. Why are we leaving early, May the 11th? Hmm, well, here's a clue. Maybe you're adjourning early because you're thinking of a spring election and you want to leave the window open for that. Or maybe there's an issue with New Democrats who were elected in 2017. You have to serve six years from the election in order to qualify for your MLA pension. Pension day is May the 9th, two days before the House adjourns. So maybe the Premier is clearing the decks for a spring election or leaving himself the option even though, Simi, he said again yesterday, no, 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 a spring election is the furthest thing <laughs> from his mind. I wasn't there. I couldn't tell whether he had his fingers crossed, but I still think, yes, if the, the opposition parties, uh, having been burned in 2020, both the Liberals and the Greens are going to start nominating candidates early in the new year, just in case. Yeah, I think that would be wise. Uh, thank you for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Simi. Stay safe over there.